0: <clears throat> Obviously, when I do that, cough, you know what I mean. <laughs> Obviously, the performance on the pitch, they're not getting into well they're not even going to get into Europe this season by the looks of things.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know what I mean? Like,
1: Arsenal fans, they're known to be the most toxic people in football, <laughs> especially North like, London. Let me yeah,
2: know, let me have Meg, Meg is a bit too easy. If someone rainbow flips me, yeah. I don't know I don't know what I'll do at that moment. I'm not gonna lie to you. Remember Nani yeah. back in the days
1: when he was heading the ball like at Old Trafford as <laughs> Arsenal. He was heading the ball like eight times, so do not it no more.
0: I would probably allow the next person to tackle about thirty-three percent no. harder <laughs> before I gave like free. Watford aren't quite as good a team as Man United. What no man united like are getting down there. Um so like I just
1: think <laughs> but when I when someone's on a dream and I threw pretty dream like I'm a footballer, I I, I, I dream about not making three people at once, in it? So when I just pass the ball, I just he goes through three people's legs. All
2: right. <coughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bandit Football Fans, uh, the podcast where we like to have a good laugh about football. Um, today, we have uh, myself, Deji, United fan. Uh, we also got Kelechi, the Chelsea fan. Pick up Chelsea. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we also got Ben, the Liverpool fan. There you are, guys. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, obviously, um, there's been a break this week. Um, and we thought we will bring you guys uh, something a little bit different, talk about some subjects, some football subjects, su- uh, some stuff that you might be interested in, um, the stuff that we're interested in, um, and we'll try and kick-start stuff off with... Um, actually, you know what? Let's start off with the football fan and the channels and stuff like that. I think that's a good a good start off. So the um, reason why I'm kind of bringing this up is because, um, you know, I read an article, and it was around Emery, and his sacking. And one of the things that he came out with was that the reason why he got sacked was due to football fans. And there's obviously in the last couple of, I'll say, the last couple of years, there's been this whole stick, especially with AFTV, one of my favorite channels, mm-hmm. you know, shout out AFTV. And that. They got, they got Love channel, mate. Lovely. <laughs> especially when they lose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so obviously Emery's come out now and said, you know, the fans are focusing too much on, you know, the, um, the sacking of the manager rather than the actual football club itself. Mm. Um, so what's your opinions on that? What, what do you guys think? Uh, personally,
1: I feel, I feel like um, there is there's a point to both of them. But the defense the, the did play a big, big part in him getting um, sacked because, you know, Arsenal fans, they're known to be the most toxic people in, in football. <laughs> Especially in North London. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: they're very toxic people. I remember I, I made an appearance on Arsenal Fan TV myself in Boxing Day twenty fifteen, yeah fifteen, yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, and they, and they, I didn't say anything. I was just there in the background, and they were like, yeah, this guy's a Chelsea fan in the in the comments. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, what's up with these people, man? Leave me alone. Well, did you, you didn't say anything, did you? Talk, did you speak? Nah, I was just like popping my head. I was, I was you, I was sending you the video on the group chat. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no way. Don't judge me. I, I didn't have a beard. But, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think like, you know, like um, fan channels, they have a big influence right now, especially in the social media age. You see players always going on the social media and see what they what what they uh, what they want to see, what the fans are doing, especially when they lose games, isn't it? When they win games, yeah. when there's a winning mentality, players will not really care what fan channels say because they're on the pitch, they're doing the talking with their legs, isn't it? But when there's a negative vibe, and then the manager just just doesn't seem to change, doesn't seem to assimilate to what the fans want, what the players can do. Then you see players going online like Aubameyang, you know, Oxford Chamberlain, when he was at Arsenal, he was always going on AFTV, liking what they said. Then he got in trouble with Wenger, for liking what he <laughs> did. Yeah, they, I think I think fan channels have a power, especially AFTV, they have power at, at Arsenal. Not like a director's board, but with what they say. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and to vet, I mean, Emery at the end of the day, he didn't really. I mean, it's not really his fault because he, uh, he was a, he's a good manager. you remember he's a good manager. He won the Europa League three times with Seville, and he mm. played, he was played decent football in Spain. So he was he's a good manager and all that stuff. I think Arsenal was just was just too
2: big for him. No, you see, with football fan channels and stuff like that, I think it's a good thing. I don't think, I don't think, I think it does play a big part on what happens to the managers and stuff like that. But even if you didn't have the fan channels and that, let's say, for example, we didn't have YouTube and stuff like that. People would still get angry and still people still voice their opinions. And no matter what you say, it's still going to end up getting back to the managers and the players and and the board because... You know, regardless of YouTube and all that stuff, you still have your boys that you speak to, and somebody knows someone who probably knows someone who plays in that team and will be like, "Yeah, yeah, about six of my boys are telling me that your manager's dead, not it Do you know what i mean and your and your shit and stuff like that it, yeah. eventually it's gonna it's gonna get back to you but like, but for like we got um obviously united's got united standards stuff like that. I like watching it because there's some people on there who just fried in it and they don't know what they're saying like they just come and they just say garbage stuff and whatnot Yeah, but there are people out there that's actually saying the same thing as what you're saying do you know what I mean even like um, I think I've watched Chelsea the Chelsea fan TV as well when you guys have lost and it's hilarious it's funny it's <laughs> entertaining it's, it's boring
1: funny. I'm telling you our fan job is boring when we lose games no
2: it is but when, when you when you play like a
0: big club and stuff like that and you guys play shit it's yeah. actually
2: jokes but at the end of the day we have to we have to spread our opinion.
0: So I think it's kind of has changed the dynamic a little bit because obviously fans have always had their opportunity to talk and they normally did that by chanting via the stands and mm. that. But I think that's a little bit easier to ignore for a board. Um, but I think nowadays with the amount of sponsorship money and how prevalent social media is, you can actually put pressure on your club through commercial channels because if the whole fan base is turning around and going... Liverpool or shit or Arsenal are shit or whoever whatever team they're talking about all of a sudden those sponsors are like well hang on a minute if the whole fan base is angry why are we giving them three million a year for like shirt sponsorship or what you know whatever the money you're coming in for." so I think there's been and I think that's why it's affecting Arsenal so much obviously the performance on the pitch they're not getting into well they're not even going to get into Europe this season by the looks of things <laughs> but do you know what I mean like there, Josh came out when he wrote his beautiful mm-hmm. letter, um, and he was like, uh, "We've got a Champions League squad on Europa League money. Like that sponsorship is hitting, and I think that kind of sped it up. I think that's why they bought Pepe in the summer just to shut the fan base up. Like he just seemed such a left field. Like they wanted Zaha uh, Crystal Palace wouldn't do the instalment thing, so they went for mm-hmm. Pepe, and it just looked like they were just trying to get the fans mm-hmm. to shut up." So and the sponsors would turn around and go like, Do you know what? Yeah, actually, Arsenal are moving in the right See, way. That's why I, I think
2: that's why I think fan like, channels are important. I think I think it's a it's a good thing because I get it. I get what you're saying in it. Yeah, you know, it affects the sponsorships and all that stuff, not, But the reason, like, why I think it's such a good thing as well is because at least at least they listen to a certain degree. They're watching it in it. Like they they act like they don't. Like hmm. I think in some press, yeah, I've seen in some press conferences they've asked about yeah the fans say this and whatnot. I remember once they asked Oli and they were like yeah, the fans are not happy about what's going on in the summer, innit? Like, this summer like, that just went past. And he turned around and said, oh, I don't know what fans you've been speaking to, but the fans that I speak to, I'm like, bruv, all them fans are on United stand. Majority of them are on United stand, cussing the shit out of the whole club and whatnot. Because even, yeah. even to a point, yeah, I remember, because um, there was this argument as well, like, you know, the club has their own agenda. The fans have their own agenda in terms of the, they want the club to do better in it. And then obviously yeah. the club wants to, uh, kind of quieten down on certain things. You know what I mean? Like transfer policies and all that stuff and whatnot. And I remember a guy came on to, you know, the United, the actual Man United official TV show or whatnot. And they'd taken like customer, uh, not customer, they're taking fan calls and all that stuff and whatnot. And a fan came on and he said, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was two jokes though. He turned around and went glazes out and they cut him off. And I was like, raw. <laughs> wow, no free speech. Yeah, do you, you reckon? Me.
1: Do you reckon that um, it's better if club if fans have like a stake in in clubs, like they get shares in clubs as well, or do you reckon they just be shut out completely and let the clubs just control the? I mean, let the board control the club instead of fans having a share of the
2: slice. I said, clubs back in the day used to be owned by fans. Yeah, So, yeah,
0: they used to be. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a thing in Germany I think fans have to own like 10% of the club yeah. or something
2: I think if they have that
0: in like the prep then managers will be getting sacked left right
2: and centre though because <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, do yeah. now but it will be even worse because like if I come to a game and you're not performing and I've got 10% I'll be like listen you better listen to my 10% and get rid of this guy <laughs> <laughs> do you do, 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 do know <laughs> what I mean yeah well
1: and also when the Arabs come through and they wanna they wanna buy let's say Arsenal, we can just be like, nah, we're not selling the ten percent for that. We're <laughs> gonna raise the stakes. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> give me give me lifetime warranty, lifetime um <laughs> flight on the Emirates please. <laughs> All that stuff. All yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Raise the stakes. But I mean like uh, um I just I think I feel like um I feel like you know, like at the end of the day, you know, fans don't we can't really say much. Unless they got like AFTV, they got those kind of social media things. Yeah, like, know, there's, 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 there's this guy on YouTube called Ang- Angry Rants Man, this Indian guy. Okay, he, he was rants, and t- I find this guy hilarious when, he, when whenever we lose, because you know he's English
2: isn't that good, but you know like oh, is there like, some in, some Indian guy? Yeah, the Indian guy. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah, he was. I remember him, but there was one. Um, this guy was human. He was mm. angry, but then did you? Okay, so my question to you is: Did you agree with? How much of what he was saying did you agree with? Well, the angry rant man.
0: Yeah,
1: with um, what I understood, yeah, I did agree with him.
0: <laughs> 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 so the only issue I think with it is like you do need to be careful um, because like uh, they become echo chambers, don't they? You just start hearing what you yeah. want to hear, and like a lot. So this is the thing: when I watch it, so obviously I'm a Liverpool fan, so I'm not really that invested in Arsenal. But when I watch AFTV, I'm looking for a certain Level of like entertainment for myself when I click on, like, I want the angry rants, like, I watch after Arsenal lose, mm. kind of thing. And I think it's a similar thing. If you're watching your own team, you've got to make sure that you're listening to all of the views, you're not just clicking off and like waiting for people to back oh, you your viewpoint yeah, you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I find it quite weird because you were saying about Ollie, about how he was saying, uh, about fans, you know, the fans he spoke to weren't that unhappy. Mm. When I was watching the beginning of the Wolves game, and I watched them come out from mm. the tunnel, and he walked down to the um, mm. dugout, all the fans were like saying hello, giving them a handshake, like all of that. So I was a bit like, "This is a bit weird because everything I'm getting online is Ollie out." No, much. but you know what it is? But then in the stadium, no. Do you yeah, know what so, it is? Yeah, this is my
2: perception of the fan base. So this is not my personal view, but this is from what I hear and what I read and stuff like that. Is that everybody loves Ollie in it? You know the whole reason why we hired him or the reason why edward would put him in that um, i mean that position it's a fantasy isn't it it was like yeah you know ollie he was a great servant for the club you know he scored that goal champions league final all that stuff and whatnot so everybody likes him for that just like if paul scores was walking down there everyone would be like yeah 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 paul Scores, even if it was david beckham as much stuff as he'd done uh at our club everyone would still be like yeah 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 whatever but when we're talking about managerial skills, like using like being an actual manager, everyone's like, nah, bruv, we're not feeling that, innit? We don't we don't even if he left today or whatnot, people would still rate him and say, Yeah, 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 there's a there's the select few who can grill him regardless of the situation, innit? But I think majority is like, Look, this is not the man for the job, thank you. Like you've done great. So if he's coming out and he's walking to the to the what's it called, the dugout, whatnot, no one's gonna grill him. No one's gonna shout at him and all that stuff because they're just in awe of seeing Oli in it. But then at the end of the game, the tune changes, especially when we're losing 2-0 to like Burnley and shit like that. The tune, or what was it, we drew with Wolves or whatnot. Every the, Everything starts to change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the same for him, because at the end of the day, he's only going to hear what he wants to hear as well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's not going to want to listen to the yeah. negative stuff that they say about him. And even if he did hear negative stuff, he'll be like, listen,
0: I'm in the seat. i am do what I want to do, In it? So simple that yeah. which to be fair is what he needs to do like as a manager don't get me wrong you need to listen to the fan base the board needs to listen to the fan base Uh but at the end of the day like they're running the club Uh and you know it's one of those things it's very easy like all of the fans seem like they're very um united a lot of the time when they're unhappy at kind of like fan bases like for example with the emery thing when it got to the end of emery Loads of Arsenal fans were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we want to get rid of him. We want to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah." As soon as you're like, "Right, well, who do you want to replace him with?" They then dissolved into arguing, like, <laughs> "Oh, I want Ancelotti. I want a Tetta. I want this man. I want yeah, that yeah. man." So I think the issue can be is like, oftentimes you can agree with the negative of something very yeah. easily, um, and be like, "Every you feel like you're on board." That crowds throw kind of like go uh, gets together. And you're like, yeah. So, example, Man United at the moment, like a lot of people are like, right, Ollie's not the man for the job. Mm. But as soon as you ask that question, who is the man for the job? Clutch of stores. Disagreed. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's when it becomes kind of a difficult thing. Obviously, as a club, you can't follow a thousand different paths and see which one works. You have to pick a path. Mm. And I think that's the thing that maybe like you're never going to shut down fan channels. You're never going to shut down like social media. Like that cat is out of the bag. Like it's like. How we now live with it. And I think maybe there's a bit more responsibility on, um, particularly the big fan channels. Uh, Don't get me wrong, like, I really, I love watching those, like, rants done by people on their fucking iPhone sticks, like, where they can't, like, center on their face and stuff like that. Like, I like those. But I think the bigger ones, they need to get to a point where they're like, um, it's fine bringing up the negative, but I think we need to also put people in the position where they're like, okay, so. Let's agree on a way forward rather than just let's disagree with what the club yeah, are doing. And I think that's where the danger is. It's down to opinions
2: then, And I think disagreeing with what the club the club every club has its own its own um agenda in it. Like, like usually our club, for example, our agenda is, you know, make as much money as possible commercially. Whereas for Liverpool it's like it's for Liverpool's like get get back to the stage where you are Euro, you know, European Kings, Premier League Kings and all that stuff and whatnot. So the agenda is very different. I don't know what Chelsea's plan is for the future, but... Just get to get Champions League, mate. Yeah, uh, well. <laughs> we're, we're,
1: the, we're the new <laughs> Arsenal now. We're a full-face. <laughs> well, yeah, um,
2: everyone's... everyone's Every club has its own agenda. And I think for fans, fans fans will have one agenda, which is we want to win. We want, we want bantering rights, basically. You know what I mean? Mm. That's what it is. We yeah, don't yeah, care yeah. about all that commercial stuff and whatnot. We just want to be able to go... To our friend's house and cuss the shit out of them. Or, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Well, that's <laughs> or, big Ben's right, fam. Big Ben can teach yeah, exa- anyone. Exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's all it's all based on. I I personally think football fan channels and all that stuff like having an effect oh. on. I don't think it it does have an effect on managers and whatnot. But then rightly so because at the end of the day, people are sharing their opinions, innit? it? Do you remember? Do you remember back in the
1: day yeah. when Sky Sports did the fan zone thing? So like during the game, you get like a fan of each team, and they just like do live commentary. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I wonder yeah, why yeah. they stopped it. You know, because that prob- was that was hella fun. Sorry, it's,
2: prob- it's probably it's probably because if if an Ars- if a Man United fan went there, for example, he would probably just shout Glazers out for ninety minutes. <laughs> but they just thought, nah, we don't not. Oh, Ars- yeah, trust me, if it's an Ars- <laughs> Arsenal fan, <Yeah>. me. <laughs>
0: The thing is, they probably just realised they were better than the actual commentators. Yeah. Like, <laughs> probably too many people were switching over. Like, it's true, mate. All of a sudden, they're wondering why they had all these people on thousands of pounds a week contract. <laughs> like, mm.
1: I'm telling you, if you if you put two fans, like, let's say for example, you and D, the big Ben and D for a Liverpool Arsenal game, you get a hell of more views than they these like other day, man. Mm. You know what I mean, <laughs> and it's live, Martin Tyler. You know what I mean, come on, man. <laughs> <You can't laughs> have enough stuff. Man. You know what I mean, we can do like a little dance, you know, what I mean? square dance. You do like the. <laughs> local- I
2: don't know, man. Just do something orthodox. what
0: I mean? <laughs> Sorry. Just- I think as well, one of the things that like, we're moving off topic, but like, oh, we'll go <laughs> with it. Um, It's like, I get so fed up of a fan of the team. Like, I get it. You have to pitch to a certain yeah. audience. But like, I'm a fan of Liverpool. I watch every minute of Liverpool matches. I watch a lot of the youth football. And like, they're there, like, uh, they'll be talking about somebody and they'll get things wrong. And I'm at home, like, raging at my TV. Just, like, if you don't know it, it. don't talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's a bit of an issue with the commentary. Like, because they're trying to talk about everything. Mm. Like, one of my favourites is uh, Lee Dixon. Because Lee Dixon, when he doesn't know it, will admit it. Mm. Like, he doesn't try and lie. Like, a lot of the other ones will just, like... Like, I mean, um, Andy Townsend used to do it all a, lot, a lot of the time. I mean, I don't really listen to him anymore, if I can. <laughs> um, but he'd be there like, how is my man trying to tell me what Thierry Henry is thinking in the moment when he's through on goal in the Champions League final? Like, you're Andy Townsend. You were a pretty shit midfielder <laughs> for <off> Aston Villa. <laughs> like, you don't know what it tops, right? Like, just stay away from that. Yeah. Like you can talk about the tactical element, fair enough. You played football, you get that. Yeah. Don't talk about mentality because you had none. Like, <laughs> like Jermaine Genius,
1: like Jermaine Genius. Apparently, the BBC want to get him to be, to replace Gary Lineker. I'm like, and then he always talks about the top no, strikers. Mate. I'm like, <laughs> no,
2: no,
0: nah, it's true. They they want him to. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to
1: fire,
2: mate.
0: They should just do Ian Wright. They should get Ian Wright to do. it. I would Ian love Ian Wright write, to do. It. I was talking with somebody the yeah. other day at work, man. Ian Wright, he yeah, yeah, jokes, man. You know, you know one thing in the Premier League
1: that we're missing. It's not you know like you said about showboarding, Like he, we don't get players that that, that take the piss of other players nowadays. You know, remember Nani yeah. back in the days when he was heading the ball like at Old Trafford <laughs> Arsenal. He was heading the ball like eight times. Yeah,
2: yeah. You don't get it no more. <laughs> do you know what that Arsenal game? Yeah, do you know? What? I didn't even know how it <laughs> came to my head. So obviously, <laughs> give you guys a little background to it. Obviously, Neymar in the last couple of weeks got a yellow card for trying to do a rainbow flick over a player. Um, mm-hmm. And I found that very, very funny, but I don't think that that yellow card was deserved. I think if you if you can do the skill on a the pitch, then do it. If you get, it's like getting nutmegs. I mean, you know, start. If you get nutmeg and the whole crowd goes, "Ooh, are we now going to give a yellow card for that?" And then obviously yeah, Nani Nani did it time ago, yeah. and he didn't get a yellow card. And you know what's so bad about the whole situation is that he got fouled, and the other guy didn't get a yellow card. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that as well. And I'm like, "Bro, he should have got a yellow." For even doing that, do you know what I mean? But then again, also, I don't know if you remember, it was a United and City game, and Sterling did it, and then Pep went over to him and told him, Don't ever do that again. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember that.
1: Yeah, I saw that, I saw that, I saw
2: that. Yeah. But I think showboating should, you shouldn't get penalized for that, bruv. If you, if somebody gets finished, either just go off injured or, you know, just carry, <laughs> on, with, <laughs> carry on with the game. Just carry on with the game, man. <laughs>
0: I think it's one of those things. So if I was a referee, I wouldn't give a yellow for showboating, but I would probably allow the next person to tackle about 33% no, harder my before God. I gave like a free. Do you know what I mean? Because this is the thing, you're in the stadium and you want to try to flick over somebody. Fair enough. Like go for it. Like make the game a bit more interesting. But if you're expecting that man not to clump you, if he can catch you, then <laughs> you're like, you're a the wrong game, fan. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's like that. Like, I mean, like, looking at the Nani one where he got tackled afterwards, like, they can't let the man run around the pitch, do you know what I mean? Like, you've got to jump in there. And obviously, I'm not saying that people should go in with dangerous like, really dangerous, but like, you know, it's like on the playground, if you're taking a piss out of somebody, you're going to get a kick on the ankle, aren't you? Like, you've got to expect a certain amount of you know, pay back yeah, payback.
1: Yeah, you know, you know you know when I, uh, this might be a, a bit off topic, but when I, when someone's doing a dream and I, I dream about dreamer come footballer,
0: <laughs> I, I,
1: I dream about not making three people at once in it. So when I just <laughs> pass the ball, I just he goes through three people's legs, and then people just chase me around, and then I'm faster. You know what I mean, but I enjoy it. because you take the piss.
2: <laughs> Do you remember when Neymar? You no, know, not yeah. Neymar. Well, Neymar? I think Messi did something as well. It was a Barca and uh, Real Madrid game, and I think Neymar, uh, not Neymar. Messi done some madness. I don't know if he megged someone or something. And I think it was uh, Ramos. Ramos came from nowhere, bruv, and clamped him or something like that. <laughs> and, <laughs> then, and then I think it was the time when Mourinho was there. And I think Mourinho came and stepped on Messi's leg or foot or some shit like that as well. But I'm thinking, bruv, there's no need for that, bro, you, you have to respect that. If I get megged, I yeah, don't get me wrong, if I get megged, I'm going to be annoyed. I'm going to be angry. Ex- let yeah, me, yeah, let me know Meg. Meg is a bit too easy. If someone rainbow flicks me, yeah, I, I don't know I don't know what I'll do at that moment. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I don't know what i would do personally, but you can't... You're going to have to run after the person, mate. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> I'm just going to yeah, run I, after I you the whole game. But it's happened to me once, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Somebody's done me, man. Done me in mad. Like, it was mad. And I just faked an injury and came off. I <laughs> was just like, it's long. Like, and I was tired because... Because the thing, so what what happened was, this is a story here. So basically, I, I went to go play uh, some five-a-side thing in it. And these mm-hmm. lot, it was like for work thing, um, or for charity or something. And this guy mm-hmm. came, and some guys came along the other team, but they were, um, they were like, they were semi-pro players in it. And we were just a bunch of people that played at work in it. So when they started playing it, yeah, bruv, they started popping it. One, twos, like triangles and shit. And I'm breathing, bare hard. I'm thinking, well, what kind of dumbness is this, man? So I thought, mm. all right, cool, let me, you know, let me do one trickery in it. So I make some way in it. Everyone's like, oh, so this boy came. Listen, this boy came back here. Yeah, he done a madness. He made me a spun. I just laid on the floor and said, cramp. I was like, listen, it's long. Let me just come off the pitch now before I get embarrassed. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but yeah, no, I think I think it's egos in there. Think... It's
1: egos. Yeah, yeah,
2: like, you know, yeah, yeah. But the ego is the ego for the ref. Because like, yeah. there's no need for that. Why does he need to come there and, And get involved, brother. Man gets rainbow. I'm not gonna lie to me. If I was, if I'm gonna lie to you, if I was the ref, I would have went to the player that got rainbow flicked and said, "Don't let that happen again." Do
0: you know what I mean? I'd be like,
2: "Do better, defend better," and then that won't happen.
0: See, I think as well is like there's risk inherent in it because you're gonna vex the opposition, and like we're talking about like tricks and stuff like that. But like if we move on to like goal celebrations as Mm. well, like one of the worst things I think you can do, like having played football and having watched football, like. If a team scores and they don't celebrate that much, that to me kind of cuts you off. That's oh damn, like they just scored the goal there expecting that. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes City do it, like by Munich do it when they're just expecting that goal. Barcelona, when they were flying, mm. it was like they would score a goal it was just like, yep, yeah, that's a goal. Let's go back, reset, we're gonna get another one in mm. ten minutes. Whereas right. when the team go mad As a fan or as a player, I'm there like, these guys are vexing me. I'm going to get them back. And I think that helps the team, the opposition who's uh, conceded. It helps them bounce back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think it's one of those things. Like, if you want to showboat, if you want to celebrate, fair enough. But you need to understand what it's doing to the mentality. No, it's true. Because as soon as you rub it in their face before that match is done, they're going to want to come back and, like, attack you. Especially
2: when you celebrate, like, you're winning 1-0 you're just going to celebrate on something mad... Like, you remember um, Man City and Arsenal at the Bayor? Yeah, 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 That's crazy. That, listen, that was. <laughs> but when he ran down, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what's so funny about that? That celebration is that. In I don't know if any of you noticed. Somebody threw a stool <laughs> from from yeah. The yeah. and I was like, where did that stool come from? Because I'm sure they have seats. <laughs> yeah. Baby's baby seat in it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, that
1: was a mad celebration. Yeah. You know, You know, I, just, I don't know to Ben's point about or celebration and stuff. Um, You know, like when, you know, like a derby game like to Arsenal-Tottenham last year when mm. Arsenal when winning 1-0, then then Darius scored. And then, you know, the way they were celebrating next to the Arsenal fans and all that stuff. You know, back in the day, they didn't do that kind of stuff because they didn't have the fear factor of the other team. But when you don't fear opposition, which is Arsenal, of course, you just do <laughs> what you want, innit? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he riled him up. He riled up. He riled him up, and Arsenal won the game. eventually four two, didn't they? Mm, and yeah, yeah it's, it's it's kind of mad because I remember I remember Burnley when Burnley. I'm sorry to say it again, but Burnley when they won at Old Trafford, they were doing knee slides. <laughs> Come on, man! Both <laughs> both both, both um, Wood and Rodriguez they were doing knee slides at Old yeah, Trafford. Yeah, but didn't, didn't, like yeah,
2: but what's his name done a knee slide at uh, Stamford Bridge? Who? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rashford. Rashford. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rashford. When he that's, when
1: he when he banged that free kick, I saw in That's that's understandable. That was his first ever free kick he scored. In, in,
2: no, it's got nothing to do with that. He disrespected you. <laughs> if we're talking about disrespected stadiums, he
1: disrespected your stadium as well, bro. Yeah, that was that was disrespectful. Still. But, yeah, um, exactly. yeah. but it's Colin Cop it. You're not there anymore, no are you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I, yo,
1: you better not beat us next Monday, you know.
2: Listen, man, I, I don't. Let me tell you something about this club. Anyways, man, I can't be bothered. I'm, I'm tired, man. There's no point. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know when you just give up and you're just like, <laughs> there's nothing. There's no excuse. There's nothing to even chat about. You know, we're mm. just, we're just, we're just taking game by game, isn't it? Do you know. Yeah, but I mean? for
1: some reason, for some reason, Oli knows how to beat Chelsea all the time. Mm. I don't know, I mean, man. Do you know what?
2: With the way the yeah. team is looking now, and I think injuries, like. I think I don't know if any players are coming back from injury, but one of the things that um, I'm looking at is Igalo, like, okay. and you remember I said before in the, in the in the group chat I was like, oh, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna do well, you know. A lot of people are saying, oh yeah, why did you go for him? Doesn't make sense, and blah blah blah. I think I can see why we went for someone like Igalo, in
0: it. You know what? I think you've got him on a loan, so you've got him on a six month deal. So if it doesn't work out, it doesn't yeah. work out. Simple as that. Um, he's got Premier League experience, and he pinged him in for like Watford, yeah. and obviously, like you know, Watford aren't quite as good a team as Man United. What well, Man United getting down there? <laughs> um, but like, I just think, <laughs> in terms of giving you something extra, giving you experience, <laughs> giving you someone that's pinged in in different leagues, he's got pace that he can yeah. add. Um, I know he plays primarily as a striker, but he can play off the wing if he has mm. to. Like, and just that experience, just like. I think as well, like watching him, he's so happy to be a Yeah, man, man. he's proper excited. I just think it's going to give... Because um, you've got quite a lot of young people and I don't want to really like cuss him too much because obviously like you, you, a lot of it is perception. But the Man United shirt doesn't seem to hold as much weight as it did when no, I was fifteen, twenty it. On, like, 15, 20 years ago, it was like, wow, you're putting on the Man United mm. shirt. And I think... um, What's his name? When James came in, I think there was a spark of that a little bit and like, there was a little bit like, but it was a bit difficult to be like, I know with his father wrapped up in, I know it was a bit, you know, kind of like, okay, is this like um, more of a personal thing rather than a Man United getting bigger okay. thing, Um But just, you know, if you're Rashford, if you're Martial, if you're Greenwood, if you're there, I don't want to say stuck in a rut, but you come into training every day, don't you? You play every weekend, like you're used to playing for Man United And then you see, like, this older guy, like, come in who is just so happy just to be wearing a shirt. Like, the training kit. he's going to be there and training. Like, oh, my God, like, I've got my initials on my shirt. Do you know what I mean? To see that, I think, is going to be a massive boost in terms of mentality. Um, And as well, I just think in terms of, like, uh, uh, professionalism, uh, like, you need a few more players in there who have, like spent a career kind of like grinding out and stuff like that. You don't really, I mean, at Liverpool, we had James Milner came in and he gave such a boost, just being like, no, this is how champions Yeah, Premier
1: is. League like, proven.
0: All of the coaches say it, like, this is how we do it. This is what you have to give up. This is what you got to do every mm. day kind of thing. And I think to have a gala win, I think great transfer. Great, I, hate it. Hate it. Burns me. But yeah. I think transfer. he's going to do well. And the reason why as well is, uh, like I said, I think we've, so it
2: goes in line with some of all these dumb comments as well, but I think he was saying that you know we need a striker that can apparently break his nose to go get a goal and all that jazz. But I think, um, yeah, but Igalo yeah. is that type of footballer who's in the box. He understands that he needs to be there. when it, even loose balls, like if a loose ball goes, we've we've a lot of our crosses nowadays are all loose balls and there's no one there in the box. But he's the type of guy who's got the experience to be there, you know, to yeah, understand yeah. it and also. Hopefully, people like Martial and Greenwood can kind of, kind of feed off that and just learn that aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. That's yeah. that's, that's what I'm hoping for. But that, I actually feel like him linking with even Bruno and stuff like that, and he can get where he can get into the right places and whatnot, it actually might work out. I yeah, think yeah. it'll work out for him. Are you, main, are you selling the main no, out of the back? I think
1: Sorry? Are you selling dreams to the main out of the back? Right? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, no
2: way, bruv. Listen, <laughs> as I said to you, yeah. Do you know what? I'm kind of caught between two things, man. It's like, like I said earlier on, like, um, a couple of podcasts ago, like, I'm caught between two things because Oli is fair enough getting rid of all these players and whatnot. My only problem with Oli is the whole tactical side of stuff, man. That's the only Mm. thing. Sometimes I think his tactical decisions are just baffling. Bruv, you see that last game, yeah? This guy made a sub on the 82nd. Was it 82nd minute or something like that?
0: Oh, uh, just to hold up, like the last game that we're talking about is just the nil nil draw with yeah. walls. Just to let everybody uh, listen, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah <it's- laughs> no, 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 I'm not even paring. I'm just like letting yeah. people who are listening like touch base with where we are in time. The nil nil of these and stuff,
2: like it, 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 do you know what I mean? Eight second minute, who makes a sub then that may- and you're drawing nil nil, don't make no sense, and then you bring on. Someone who's even worse than the guy who's on the pitch to come and make a difference. <laughs> you sit there and you're thinking, both. I think it doesn't.
0: <laughs> this is the thing, though. And we've had this debate, and we're going to yeah, keep this debate. You and I, I got a boat. But, um, <laughs> you you had no one on that bench. No, we don't. Like there was nobody to come. And this is the thing. So I watched the Wolves game. Now I can understand, like it, within the context of where you are as a club, I can understand why you're disappointed with the result. Like, don't get me wrong. But as a one-off, I think it was a good game. Oh, this- like there were yeah. there were signs of you. Everybody knew their role. There was uh you changed tactics, so it was 4-3-3 first half, four two three one in the second half. Like nobody excelled. Don't get me wrong. Like the only person like for his debut, Bruno did yeah, very right. well. Um, but like not you know in ten games, I'd be like that's a bit of a disappointing game for him. But like you know one training session he's come in. But I think. You've got to get down to a base. Like I'm not saying that was a great performance, but what that was is that was a team performance. And now he can build off of that and he can go from there and go, okay, right, because you're at a point now with the exception maybe of Bruno and Rashford when he's fit, where if you've got that team that he put out, that worked as a team, but you can change any player in that and get it better. And I think that's the point you needed to get to. That's where he's been fighting because you've got people like Lukaku, great striker. I love Lukaku, but if he's not working for the tactic, yeah. But, but he's the, the question, on but the the question, the question like, everyone keeps on asking yeah. is what exactly is the tactic?
2: That's the that's the that's what everyone's that's what my because when I see them, like you saying, like you're saying that, oh, you're hmm. seeing them play as a team. I don't see that. I see every even yeah, yeah. you know. So funny that you said that as well, yeah. Because an article just recently come out. I don't know if any of you guys seen it, and it was Fred Fred's interview. I don't know if anyone yeah. Fred turned around. No. So I'm Fred not. turned around apparently, in, in his interview, he said that um, the apparently everyone on the team has their own individual targets. Not in them same, not in them words, but that's what he was trying to say. Everybody has their own agenda, and nobody's actually doing stuff as a team. And the funny thing is that reflects off the pitch because when you see sometimes when you see Rashford playing or whatnot, as I said before, he goes, everyone's like a, he's getting the goals and stuff like that, and I was like, yeah, but that's like one out of like ten shots and whatnot. Whereas sometimes you can square it and we can get a goal. Do you know what I mean? But he doesn't do that. He likes to take the ball, run, and just and just shoot. Pogba was doing that to a certain degree as well because he was just getting fed up. I'm passing the ball, passing the ball, passing the ball, no one's doing nothing with it. So I'm going to start laying it from outside outside the box. Do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Everybody, it seems like there's certain players in that team that have their own agenda and want to do stuff for themselves. And even Fred came out and he said that himself. And he was like, oh, everybody needs to play as a team. So when you're saying that, on that in that game specifically, that we were... Everybody was playing as a team. I can I could not see that. I couldn't see it at all. It just didn't make. I don't know what Oli is trying to do, and maybe it's maybe it's one of them things. Yeah, I'm not going to be the person that goes, "Yeah, we need to get Oli out or whatnot." If Oli goes, I'll be like, all right, cool, we've gone in it." Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sitting here thinking, "Oh, bro, what 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 are you doing?" Because I can't see it. You've had a year now. Do you know what I mean? And I can't really see what you're doing. Not I mean, even I say, yeah, let's say from the beginning of the season. From the beginning of the season, I can't. I still don't understand what you are trying to do. I really don't. That Bruno Fernandes deal as well, yeah? I've been thinking about it for a while. And it just seems like that's just a shut-up. Um, don't get me wrong, we needed him. But that's a, like a shut-up, you fan base. You know, we're doing stuff. Don't worry about it. We're just going to do this and keep everyone quiet for the meantime kind of situation. But he's just coming into a team that's already dead. Do you know what I mean? Done in the water. That's how I feel anyways about it. But
0: I think at the moment, I think you're at a point where you're... I don't want to say rock bottom, because like I said, this is the thing is like there's a difference between the manager having a plan and the players on the pitch actually being able to implement that plan. Um, and I think we've seen a lot of issues with kind of like the wrong manager come in. So sorry, at Chelsea is a good example. He had a, an understanding of how he wanted to play and he just wasn't able to to put that onto his players. Like whether it was the players didn't get it or whether the players didn't want to play that way. Um, like it just, it didn't work out. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, there are managers. I think the same with Emery, like he had a way that he wanted to play and, you know, it just didn't get, he couldn't get it across to his players to get the results to keep his job. And I think it's just kind of at that point, I think now, like I'm saying, don't get me wrong, like in two years, the majority of the team you put out against Wolves were not good enough for Man United. If we look at Man United not as where they are now as a football team, we look at Man United as the product, like the the team with the most revenue in the Premier League, blah, 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 all of that. That was not a Man United No, it's not, team. no. 100%. Like, the majority of players, like you had Martial is probably of the quality when he's playing well. De Gea is probably of the pro- uh, quality. Um, I think Maguire is, Bruno is, maybe Fred everybody else should be reserved or oh, gone. I wouldn't say one bissaka should but, be reserved or gone. I think one Basaka is a like, Oh, him, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot him. Yeah, one, one bissaka Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he needs to work on his going forward. Yeah, but every, everyone, everyone keeps work. saying
2: that, but then you can't have... Oh. It's very rare that you get a right back or a left back that can do
0: both. That's true. Do you know what the issue with me is, though? Because it's my understanding that he was a winger that con- con- got converted into a, a full-back. i would probably have to go check that, but I don't know. Just actually Young. I'm pretty sure. Like I remember when he moved. Like I saw quite a few things where they were saying because like this is the thing. Like so Trent is a similar one. He was a central midfielder. This is why people keep talking about moving him back to central midfield. He played all the way through the academy. He was a central midfielder, and that's why his passing is so mm. good because he. That's what he. You know, it's what he used to do. And his defense is a little bit weaker than that. Uh, and Wan-Bissaka is a better defender. Like I'll say that. Yeah. Like particularly in terms of tackling, like. Um, I don't know, like, obviously, it's early in Wan-Bissaka's career and stuff like Yeah, he like could that. still learn that. It. Uh, but it's not even, learning. you've got to find a way to... So, for instance, like, Adama Traore, when he was cutting us apart, he was doing the simplest thing when he was playing against Liverpool, when we won 2-1. Mm-hmm. He was just running down the wing and putting in a pretty flat cross. Mm-hmm. But it worked for him. Because he's so pacey, because he's so strong, he was getting the cross in and, like, The other side of that is our defence was dealing with them, Gomez and uh, BVD. So, like, it wasn't too, like, it was a bit, like, heart-pounding. But then you watch it back and you're like, actually, do you know what? Like, it wasn't, like, we weren't in that much danger. But Adama Traore had quite a lot of problem with his end product. That was always the thing with him. People were like, oh, he's really good. He's really skillful. really quick. He can move the ball, whatever. But he's got no end product. He's worked out that simple. And I think that's what wan needs to work on. He doesn't need to have Trent levels of crossing. He doesn't need to have the crossfield passes. All he needs to do is learn to get down the pitch and put in yeah, a decent yeah, the basic cross, it? And then all of a sudden, he's going to be a much more dangerous right back because then all of a sudden... Like, at the moment, if I was playing, I wouldn't even really worry about him.
2: Mm. Do you know what I
0: mean? Like, if I'm the manager, I would be like... To my left winger, I'd be like, yeah, keep an eye on him. But, like, if he gets down the wing, he's not going to put in a yes. cross. So he needs to make himself have just that one cross is all he needs and all of a sudden the opposition defence is like oh crap we can't get uh, one bissaka mm. get on the outside otherwise he's going to have a chance to put in his one cross and that, then start stretching the opposition defence nah makes sense makes sense
2: anyways we're going to wrap this one up um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh, thank you very much for listening and you know what to do to carry on the support um, make sure you share with your friends peace